1: PlushCare.com slash loss
2: Hello and welcome to the Look Sports Media Championship podcast today with me, Lewis, and
1: I'm joined by Owen. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad today. uh, Differing for the first time outside of the League One podcast, going in upper division here, but uh, interested to talk about what's been a a bit of a week for Championship Clubs, especially in the last couple of hours.
2: Yeah, of course. Welcome to the Championship Podcast, the jack of all trades, you might say, you, Owen. We've got plenty of second-tier chat today from Sackins. Two shock results, but first, Owen, we'll be going to the New York City Stadium, where Rotherham lost 2-1 to Swansea.
1: Yeah, um... Sunderland finally got uh, a first win after they sacked Michael Duff. Um, as they, yeah, they they, they overcame a, a decent, a decent effort from what was managerless Rotherham. We all talk about what's happened after that, after this. But um, yeah, I think it started off uh, quite badly for Rotherham with a red card, uh, two bookables for Daniel Iala. Um The first picking, I think, was a bit of a, with a it's pro- probably gone and you've probably seen it. Uh, which was when he, I think he took the ball with him, didn't he? Um, which they said was a delay of an opposition, uh, which gave me yellow, which is stupid. And then a foul, which, yeah, it probably was a yellow card, but two in quick succession sent him off. Someone who's so experienced at the back for Overham, especially what looks like it's going to be a very tough fight to stay up this year. It will be gone for at least a game, um, which then Swansea just took well control from that. Um, and just on the uh, just on the edge of half-time, Charlie Patino scores. Uh, and he's sort of had a bit of a renaissance recently after this good loan spell he's having from Arsenal at the moment. Um, but, shockingly, in the second half, Robin got that equaliser. Long throw for Morrison. Uh, they got flicked on and uh, came off Sam Nomi into the back of the net. Um, but Swansea took back control of the game with uh, with Jerry eights kept the advantage and... Uh, secured a win, um, which Swansea really needed, really, if they're going to look to maybe get out of the relegation sort of area and, and try and push themselves to probably mid-table this year, um, as they're looking for their new manager. With with Wotherham, their 8 points of drift of safety now, rock bottom of the table. But, yeah, they're looking for, uh, But only a couple of hours ago, they announced a new manager.
2: Yeah, certainly, the former Wigan boss is coming in, and if I'm going to be honest, it's it's a decent appointment in comparison to, uh, in hindsight, of course. Nathan Jones was at that board draw uh, when uh, I think it was nil-nil against yeah. Wayne Rooney's Birmingham City, and if I'm being honest, it's a bit better of an appointment. This one getting Liam Richards, Liam Richardson in, he's taken Wigan into the Championship and has that experience working with a Championship club on a fairly tight budget, which is something yeah. that is quite clear is going to be the case with this Rotherham side as well.
1: Yeah, I feel like more it's an appointment of them knowing they're probably going to be in League One next year. Like, you're eight points of drift to safety in, what, near Christmas time, you'd imagine. It's going to need a hurt playing effort to stay up this year. Um So obviously they would love to call- stay up. Yeah, like I said, they would love to stay up. I think it's a more appointment from like a Cheltenham one from, from League One where they've got in someone who's Experience of getting someone up from league from from the league below, um, knowing that they might go down this year, but to give this guy a chance in the championship. Obviously, he's had more experience, at Lee Richardson, than Daryl Clark did at Cheltenham. But if they can keep them up this year, brilliant performance. If they can't, wouldn't wouldn't see turn They would sack him unless he's not going to win any of these games. Unless it's a really really shocking performance. But I imagine he'll they'll come back. Even if they do go down, they'll come back strong like they usually do in League One next year. But yeah, I think it's a It's a good appointment
2: yeah of course Uh, looking in the near future it's not going to be an easy start by any means for him of course he'll end up having his first game at home to west brom i believe it'll be but he'll be without daniel ayala which after a fairly clumsy two yellow cards in the first 17 minutes that'll be crucial for that game without him and of course the ever-growing injury list with Fred on your Dinmo, which is probably their biggest attacking output. I think you'd agree. Him yeah. being out on the sidelines as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a tough loss, and considering how how congested this period's going to be, like they've got, like you said, West Brom at home on on the on, on Tuesday night, so tomorrow. Um, but then they've then on Saturday they've got to go to away to Plymouth, which that's going to be tough, especially with the travel time and everything like that. That's going to be a tough place to go. Plymouth are good at the moment, especially at home. And then you you know you're going into Saturday and then Monday fixture, Saturday Tuesday fixtures into Friday fixtures, into another Saturday fixture. Then you have got the FA Cup. Um, it's a tough tough round of fixtures that they've got to go. They've also then in this period they've got to go to they've got then got to go away to Leicester, which just before Christmas. Which I can't see them getting anything out of that game. Le- Leicester are too strong at the moment. And then. Boxing Day, they're uh I don't think actually if I double check there, Boxing Day, they're um are home to Middlesbrough, which again that's a very tough fixture. So they've not got a great run at all coming up to Christmas and through that period. So uh yes, it's a tough start for, for Richardson. But if he can get anything out of those couple of games, certainly give him some hope.
2: No, certainly. Uh, looking at the away side, Swansea, the bag two goals in this game and looking at that attack. I'm not sure if you'll agree, but it's it's quite an interesting attacking lineup that we've got. Of course, we've got that four up top, Jamie Patterson, Yannick Bellassi, Charlie Patino, and Jamal Lowe, because Jamal Lowe's had a few issues when utilised as a striker. That happened last weekend and it didn't go well at all. I believe he got no shots on target the entire game, but it seems it's worked a bit better here. But in particular, Yannick Bellassi on the left, he seems to be a bit of a... Hot or cold player, a bit inconsistent, but when he's on form, he could be one of the best players in the championship. Surely.
1: Yeah, like that's for me, it's always quite a weird one. to See someone like Yank Palazzi in the championship. Like I said, you saw his quality when he played for Palace. Was it? I think it was Palace and Everton. Was it the Premier League? Yeah? yeah. And and to see to see him now play the championship. Um, after a few years away, I, I don't know where he was. I think it might have been good. He, he, he,
2: he was in Turkey, I believe. Turkey, I mean, it's, okay. it's not often that you see a player go off to Turkey, then all of a sudden they're back in the EFL and competing in that are still fairly high level.
1: Yeah, it's a bit weird though. You've got like Patson and Pat, um, Patino and Balassi, you would have thought that was a midfield three like three years ago. That's such a weird yeah, yeah. three. Um but like I mean, the, the, the playing one at the moment, and I think if they can get someone, I don't know what, what's the favourite for for uh, uh, the managerial appointment at Swansea. I don't know what the favourites are. I think, I think John Eustace is up for about five appointments to the championship at the moment. But I think, yeah. um, I think I said I've said Nathan Jones can maybe be one there at Swansea if he wants to take it close to the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think that's probably of course mentions. Yeah, because we mentioned he was at the previous Rotherham game and he declined, allegedly allegedly declined that job. But it certainly would make more sense as I imagine he probably is looking towards a club with a bit more championship stability rather yeah. than... And that, that that is nothing what Rotherham has at this no. time.
1: And also the budget, I think. Because obviously he yeah, had quite some budget yeah. at Luton Town, but um, I think, I think that Swansea will have a much bigger budget, obviously a bigger stadium. Um and and a chance to, to I think he wants that Premier League ambition back because obviously he only got a couple of months there at Southampton did a, a bad job other than beating beating City in the League Cup but uh but yeah I think he wants that Premier League back and I think he'll pick somewhere where yeah they probably will be out and about down the dumps at the moment but yeah I feel like he'll it, go for Swansea I, I I could see that happening.
2: Yeah, the Swans get a crucial win in South Yorkshire and moving on to managerless Sunderland who managed to get a surprise win against an in-form baggy side.
1: Yeah, um, this one was marred by a, a little bit of uh, refereeing, especially in the first half, um, if you guys have probably seen it. But uh, yeah, when uh, Joe Bellion, uh looked to have scored early on, um and from most people it looked like it was in. Uh but referee gave it offside. Um or sister gave it offside. Uh, a lot of a lot of lot of ag- disagreement on social media, which yeah, what it, it wasn't offside. It was a it was clearly onside. But yeah, I I'm getting sick to tired of, of talking about referees, to be honest. Um, especially in League One as well. Um, but yeah, the, uh but Sunderland got what they needed. Um they got the win that they wanted. Uh, Dan Ballard, Dan Neil scored, but Thomas Sante pulled one back late on, but um no no chance uh for, for West Brom to, to get another goal. Uh obviously they have got more room in the week to continue their their ambitions of getting playoffs this year. Sunderland, I think, also um obviously looking for that playoffs after a great one this year. I think it was a bit it was a bit harsh sacking Tony Mowbray, to be honest. Um I feel like they're doing well at the moment and I know they've got a young squad, but it will continue. I think that they will just get better and better as they get as they get on. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if they're Premier League side again in two years' time. Um but yeah, I is a weird one for me because I, I feel like they're a top side. Um but yeah, I think it's that like maturity that they will need. I don't think this year's their year. Um I think Leicester and Ipswich will go up automatically. And then I think it'll be a, a, a Leeds or Southampton that'll go up in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I feel like they'll... I think, I think they'll go up in the next couple of years. But, yeah, it's a weird one with Sunderland.
2: Yeah, certainly. And they've got... Dara, of course, you mentioned likes of Leicester, Ipswich. We've got sides such as Leeds and Southampton, which have got near enough Premier League equality attacks. But yeah. Sunderland are by no means far off that. The likes of Jack Clark, who... Is being headhunted by at least ten Premier League sides, I imagine, this upcoming January window. But one thing that also did take me by surprise in this was the starting lineup for Sunderland as well. Yeah, Joe Bellamy, in fact, played as the man leading the line at, in that striker role. That was quite a surprise for me, to be honest.
1: Yeah, um, considering the, the yeah, that's the strength of their attack. Um, that's the that, yeah. It's, it's that's the problem a little bit with Sunderland is that yeah they haven't really got a striker
2: I think that the the signed a couple
1: yeah
2: in, in in some in the summer but they just haven't really managed no. to kick on to be able they to score to the odd work, goal here or yeah. there.
1: they seem to work better with like a false nine or someone a little bit deeper like a Bellingham. um it worked like, like I feel like they they a lot of teams do this based on like a Firmino role like like they were for Liverpool obviously where he's not an out and out striker but the goals are spread around the entire side. Um, but like I said, Sunderland have got a very young team. They've, they've got some brilliant players in there, like you say, Joe Bellingham's wouldn't be surprised if he's gonna be sold for 50 odd million uh in the future. Um but Roberts uh Clark, you also got people like Rig, who uh, was on the bench today, I don't know if he's injured at all in Tash duty or weather, but um he's obviously what is he, sixteen? And he's been getting sure, into the yeah, team, which is meant all to be. I think it was just at the under seventeen World Cup. Um but yeah, I feel like there's so much potential on the Sunderland side and yeah, I think I think all they've got they've got a point wisely because I think I would say that'd be a great side for a Graham Potter, but I don't know if he's waiting for the Premier League.
2: Yeah, that would certainly be a very optimistic appointment, I feel like, for the Black Cats. Yeah. In terms of other names is of course Nathan Jones is one that's been in discussion with every championship club that currently has a vacancy in the manager role. Do you think he has... Do you, do you think he'd be able to get that one? Of course, he's a bit big for Rotherham, but is Stunland a bit too big for him?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he fits with the... Uh, with the sort of ethos or the sort of... Um, the sort of, yeah, the, the the club sort of ethos or the, the club... I don't think he fits well at all. Um... Yeah, I don't think if it it's all well. wasn't there, wasn't there like a, a talk of um what's his name? It's the the one from Rems, or oh is it? Will still, Will yeah, still. yeah. That I, I think that
2: would have been the bit.
1: That would have been a cra- That's I'm not even being honest. That would be a good point for them. i feel the team, like I
2: it would just, it, it would just cause an absolute Twitter meltdown on that day. I think.
1: Yeah, but I think it it was, was just... I think it, I might be joking. It'd be a great point. Because he's a very good yeah, young probably, manager. Yeah. And he worked a lot yeah, with I, young players. And he did the same with Balogun. I know he's not there anymore, but that long season he had at Rams, he scored about 20, 20 goals, didn't he? When he was scoring that much, he has been online at that, Championship yeah. clubs. Like, he's a good strike. Like, he wasn't. Balogun's not the greatest of strikers. He'd gotten 20 goals a year. Like, he, I think yeah. he's a brilliant manager, and he'd be the perfect manager to get Sunderland into the Premier League. Yeah,
2: I'm sure Adil Oichi would be absolutely thrilled to have a french speaking manager in.
1: yeah we
2: seen that have seen that video where he just just changes where it's like yeah prior, that's mental uh, to me french accent that just goes completely the other side and just like proper yeah. like english it's it, it, well, yeah. it's a well, that's bizarre a, case, one. Yeah, that's that a would case be... when
1: you have uh... yeah that's a case when you, when you're sort of multi bilingual
2: yeah d- so, dual nationality as yeah. Well, yeah i mean that would be one hell of an appointment not not in ter- not just in terms of just the managerial prowess that he's he showed over the last year and a half. Of course, it yeah. was that whole massive unbeaten run whilst he was still doing his UEFA B license or whatever it was. I, I've got no idea, but yeah. so that certainly would be absolutely incredible. That
1: yeah, I thought I thought especially but, uh, yeah. I don't think it would happen because I think he's leading Rem to, a, to European football, and I don't think he would lead to to go managing the championship unless I don't think he would leave unless it's Premier League, but. You know, if if they get him, if they can tie him with a good money offer, brilliant appointment. But yeah, I think they need to go for someone young or someone that's willing to work with young players and works well with them. That's their my opinion.
2: Yeah, certainly. It does seem that Sunderland is quite an optimistic place for a manager to want to go in and build the platform, which is quite a decent long-term project there from the looks of things. Yeah. But look at the other red and white side in the Championship, Stoke City. Just got rid of their manager. Probably quite a few less suitors for this one. Probably a few bit less people wanting to take on this job after they've just lost to Danny Roll's Sheffield Wednesday. And I feel like with this performance, a lot of it goes down to Cameron Dawson in that Sheffield Wednesday yeah. goal, who I feel like has been a bit of a scapegoat for many Wednesday fans this season. I know certainly I was calling for Devis Vasquez to be given... Uh, shot and goal because he's just been very hot and cold so far Cameron Dawson but in this game made that crucial penalty save of course and was also fairly solid throughout the entire 90 minutes and also the front line for Wednesday as well it's completely different to how they started the season under Cisco I mean just how one dimensional was that attack under Cisco it was Smith and Lee Gregory up top, I believe, just absolutely no pace, just no, no, uh, potentially lives, but no personality to that attack at all. <laughs> like, doesn't yeah. exactly fill you with confidence in the championship, yeah. does it? But to have but Johnson, Kanamarti, and Windass yeah. now, it's just completely different. Just the sheer dynamism in that attack is just, it's just night and day compared to before. I'm sure you'd agree.
1: Yeah. And yeah, again, I think they're in a position where they you know they're probably going to go down this year. They're not going to go down without a fight. Now, I think Danny Rose is a good appointment, and I think he'll do well there. But, but I, I think it's again, it's a bit like Rotherham, where it's going to be a rebuilding job. Um, I
2: think there's a lot more optimism around Hillsborough in comparison to yeah to Rotherham. Of course, I've had them last three really good results. We got that draw at home against Leicester. the beat yeah. Birmingham, I believe. Who isn't these days, uh, and also
1: I cannot oh, wait to lay into Birmingham because this is my first time, and yeah, <laughs> that stupid owner. Um, but yeah, I feel yeah, Wednesday, the sort of mask at the moment, obviously, their own at the moment. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on with that sort of scenario, but they're doing a good job at the moment. If they can keep that up, maybe they can give themselves a, a good opportunity. I know they've got uh, so. Yeah, they've got a way to, to Norwich on on Wednesday night. Sorry, uh, that yeah, that could be an option for them to get a couple of points, uh, a point or two, a point or three. Um, but they're, I think, on the. If I just double checked who they're playing. Weekend on the sixteenth, they are Wednesday. I think they're the night. They're not. They're no, they're not. sorry, they're <laughs> not. They're home to QPR. <laughs> Considering their form. Oh, I think it was pretty yeah. good. That'd be a great game to watch if, if if you're gonna if you're going down to Hillsborough that day. I think you'll be you'll be in for for a bit of a cracker. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It,
2: yeah. It'll be a think, real yeah relegation six pointer that one.
1: Yeah. And both really... teams are proven form at the moment. We'll talk about QPR a bit as well. Uh, I think they doing really Unfortunately, well. Yeah.
2: Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That way. will be a real six pointer in the relegation spots. Both sides on form, but one side which is plummeting towards the depths of the second tier, Stoke City. And of course, they've now parted with Alex Neil. No surprises there, I feel like, after such a gutless and uninspired performance. He'd already lost the, the fans back in. I feel like it's just clear now that he'd lost the dressing room at that point as well.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, the appointment I find earlier last year was a bit weird to go that quickly. Um, but yeah. Obviously, I think he got a little bit barred by that cup run last year. Uh where they got to the fifth round uh by beating us. I'm a Stevenage fan. If anyone doesn't watch the Champions <laughs> League on podcast, I'm a Stevenage fan. I'm still angry about the panel decision. <laughs> and it's been like six months or something like that, But um I think they gave him a little bit of saving grace last season. Obviously this year he's plummeted like a, uh, they've uh, dropped like a bit of a stone. Um I, I think I think I think for Stoke they have to go for John Eustace. I think I think he's He's shown, and he was harshly sacked by Birmingham City. Um, and I think he could do a really good job at Stoke. With the budget they have and the same they have, I think they're able to fill that up uh, and push push for playoffs maybe in the next year or two.
2: Yeah, I feel like with a lot of games here, we're talking constantly about managerial vacancies. There's, like you said, about five or something in the Championship now. It's absolutely incredible. But one name which is always floating around the, the odds list. I think we need to just get it out there. Frank Lampard, is he going to be good enough to ever get another championship job? He's always there, around ten to yeah. one, twelve to one, just sniffing last, around.
1: Last time I heard, he's in Charlotte. He's apparently he's in moving to managing Charlotte SC, and like, he's up there. Apparently, he had an oh, the, with is that in the
2: second tier in America or something?
1: No, it's the, it's the MLS. Okay. They're a new club. They're like, they're like formed in like uh, 2021 or something stupid. Um, I'm just having a quick look because I know that they they were. Oh, no, it's not, it's not going to be, sh- it's not Frank Lampard, it's Dean Smith, another former championship alumni. He's a oh, child wow. now, apparently. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be <laughs> rumors he appointed there soon. Um, Fair it but, to him. yeah, I, 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 he did. I did a, he had a good season at Derby, and that's it, that's all he's had in his managerial career.
2: Yeah, that's all he's lived off.
1: A good season, I, 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 living off, yeah. Loans from his mates, that's what it was, though, was not it? You got a loan, yeah. From yeah
2: well, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Fikio Tamori, Mason, Mount, Conan, Harry Wilson, you know. There we go. Just even though I don't think mate and...
1: after, after that to parkle, they had in the, oh. the season when Liverpool won the league, but um, but yeah, I think they obviously had that. He had a season at Chelsea, which considering the trunks have banned, that's why he probably got a little bit of a pass. It'd be a good year, uh, obviously. Then got sacked. Um when he got sacked in twenty twenty-one when uh, yeah, obviously then when Tucker won the won the Premier League Champions League. Sorry, and then Everton was a bit of a bit of a dumpster fire. Um I think I think a move to the championship or League One is needed. I just don't see where he goes. I, I
2: Yeah.
1: I think it's, I, it's, I I think a club like Rotherham or a League One club would probably be the best for him. Some of there's a little yeah. less pressure on him to do a job.
2: Yeah, I think at most he'd be in the running for the Rotherham job, but of course we've seen now that you know if that that's went to uh, Liam Richardson. But moving on to another manager, which is living off one half decent season at Derby County, Wayne Rooney's Birmingham City got off to oh, another yeah. loss yeah. away at Coventry City. I just want to start with wayne rooney's form since he came in as manager one win two draws six losses just the eight goals scored in nine and he's conceded 18 goals as well in those nine games Um, for your only win to come against a sheffield wednesday side that was still trying to find their identity and shape under danny roll after the hangover of that cisco period it just shows what a Awful stuff. It's an awful state that they're in right now.
1: Yeah. Um, message here to the uh Birmingham city owners. Are you dumb? You've done this before. <laughs> you did you did the exact same thing, like what five years ago when you sat go out and then brought in Javancozola and he you barely survived, and you won like two out of your foot last 18. Did you not Honestly, learn from well, the previous owners?
2: Just absolutely and ridiculous.
1: The manager was it Tom Brady? <laughs> was he Tom Brady? Did Tom, did Tom Brady go, Oh, I know that bloke. Let's get him as a manager. Let's sack this guy. In <coughs> well for us. Let's bring in someone I know because he played in the Premier League. Is that what you did? Is that what you did, Burger City owners? Are you dumb? I could do better, I, and I've not even gone to uni yet. And I could do better than you guys. Seriously, it,
2: it, yeah. it is—it's definitely a them. bizarre one. Yeah, like I, I don't um, know if uh, went over a serious list of managerial can- candidates or it was a list for Times Person, the magazine of the air. I'm sat here just still absolutely yeah. clueless, but it's clear that there's unrest at the club. There's unrest amongst the fans as well there was a video circulating of a fan shouting johnny's name chanting johnny's name yeah and of course that annoyed a fair a fair few of the Birmingham fans but i don't blame them to be honest considering the sheer difference in both style of plays and of course the sheer difference in results they were in and around the playoffs beforehand and now they're looking behind their shoulders hoping yeah. that sides such as QPR and Sheffield Wednesday drop points which at this time right now they're not doing that so they really are in a situation where they're looking over the shoulders at yeah. that relegation spot
1: I mean I- I'm looking at their next few fixtures right and I don't see much hope like they've got <laughs> like like, like they've got Cardiff away that's never going to be good Saturday they've got uh Saturday we've
2: got Leicester. Yeah, you not...
1: yeah, got Leicester at home on Monday night, which yeah, and that's p- and then Plymouth away. Oh, on on the twenty third. Oh no, Plymouth isn't a...
2: exactly an easy job for anyone, is it?
1: No, especially just for Christmas, and then oh, and then on Boxing Day. They are
2: stoke at home.
1: Stoke at home. That might be their point to get points. I'm not even like they are, yeah. I'm,
2: I certainly will be a very interesting one. That
1: (laughs) I, 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 I'm surprised. I think I think Birmingham go down this year.
2: Yeah, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out by any means at this stage of time. But looking at,
1: uh, sorry, I was gonna say. What are they going to do if they sack Rooney? Are they going to bring Frank Lampard? Is, is that is that their next point of call? <laughs> just just get every big manager that's, that's playing the Premier League. What's next, Steven Gerrard? You going to get him from Saudi? The,
2: like to be fair, uh, Stevie G well, would be you, a bad appointment for the championship. I feel like.
1: Yeah, but he wouldn't go there. I was like, because I see Villa. But but that's what I mean. Is that are they just plucking out managers from from the from, the, from like who they who they like ten years ago?
2: It's a bizarre strategy. It it stinks of doing stuff for the publicity, for the media coverage and all that. And, of course, all the media coverage now is pointing the fingers at look how awful they are in comparison to two months ago when they were knocking on the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's more America. I think it's more like, oh, he's known in America because he's played in there. He's been managing America. Shame. He couldn't even get DC United into the playoffs. Do you know how many yeah, teams think... get into the playoffs in America? we like in near like
2: rock bottom league,
1: near the bottom. And you, yeah. And it's not even... you. All you need to do to get into the playoffs, I believe, is like get in the top eight, top nine. <laughs> do you know how easy that is? You're in the MLS, <laughs> and he couldn't even do that. All it's he's living
2: off,
1: uh... <laughs> yeah. So all he's living off is getting relegated by Derby. Yes, they had point deductions. He's he still went down. I'm sorry about
2: this rant, but I am just perplexed. Yeah, it's certainly um, troubling times for Birmingham at this moment in time, but I feel like we've got to give a bit of credit to Mark Robins' Coventry side, who, yeah. after all this time, are starting to pull themselves out of the hole that they got into so early on in the season. Three wins in the last four, and considering that one loss in them last four games was a narrow defeat to Ipswich, it, it shows that they're in... I think you'd describe it as scintillating in form in comparison yeah. to earlier, and a terrific performance from Callum O'Hare, who has been recovering from as of late from a long-term injury. It was only his second start of the season, and he made a massive impact in this one as well.
1: Yeah, um, I, I like Coventry as a side. I think um, that they're, they're, they're brilliant, and I would I would love them to, to get into the Premier League. I know they were very very close last year. Uh, look, what they. Just from They lost in the playoffs, didn't they, to, to Luton? So, yeah,
2: on, team, on penalties,
1: yeah. and, and and that's always tough to come back from. Um, and, and, yeah, I know at the moment they are struggling a touch, but um, I think this year's just got to be stability. I, I don't think Sat Robbins is the answer. Obviously, they've done really, really, recently, and I think he was given a bit of flack a couple of weeks ago when they were on that bit of a losing run. I think they've got to keep him. I think... Uh he has got to be the option that they keep and um this year's got to be at stay maybe go on a bit of a cup run in the FA Cup. I don't know who they have in the first mm-hmm. round. Um we could yeah, I'm not am
2: not, not too sure I'll have to
1: double check that. Yeah. But they've got a bit of a cup run, stabilize themselves this year, go again next year, I think. That that's got to be the aim, I think. Makes them I think I think they were definitely hurt by Gasheras and, and Hamer going um this year. So I think, I think this year, at the, at the end, start of this season, so I think this year's got to be about rebuilding, getting to play some great signings in, because I, I don't think it was Hammer, they couldn't really get anyone in, so I think it was just Boxing Day, or, or not Boxing Day. It was either on or just before deadline day, they, they they sold it, they sold him. So I think getting a replacement in for Hammer in January or in the summer has got to be the option, and then, yeah, pushing push promotion next year has got to, be, got to be the goal. Yeah, of
2: course. Of course, we've got them players in attacks, just Ellis Sims and Hadji Wright, who haven't been at quite the races this season, but we've seen in the past Ellis Sims for his loan spell at Sunderland, I believe how prolific he was there and Hadji Wright for Antalya Spor. I think it was a team in Turkey where he ended up scoring 20 plus goals. Yeah. So the the prolific side of them attackers are there. It's just probably takes a bit more time, particularly for Hadji Wright just to, gel in that team and adapt to the championship, which is always going to be different to the Turkish league.
1: Yeah, 100%. And he's, he's taking it down well at the moment. And if he can continue what he's doing, like I say, this year, of like I said, for a lot of the Coventry players, is sort of a, a first year to get used to this league. Next year, I think they'll crack on brilliantly.
2: Yeah, certainly. Just before we go off to the Cardiff City Stadium, the game against Millwall, we're just going to go to a quick ad break. Now over to the Cardiff game, where they were one nil victors against Millwall. Owen, just how did this one play out?
1: Yeah, um, Cardiff uh, got the win here, one nil. Uh, gritty, uh, as just to say the least, between these two sides. Um, a bit of a rubbish first half, uh, with with chances from from, from sort of uh, chances both ends really, uh, but not many clear cut ones. Um, but they were able to, to get one going, Cardiff City with, with Gutas, Demetrius Gutas with a header, uh, to, to keep Cardiff in that playoff structure. Seventh uh, for the moment, just outside, we'll look to try and uh, get, get, get the uh, playoffs this year and try and get back up to the Premier League. But yeah, bit of a dire game to watch, uh, just to say the least. But yeah, they got the job done. But like I said, if you want to get promotion this year, those are the sort of games you have to win.
2: Yeah, certainly uh, Cardiff done very well to grab the win against the Millwall side. that didn't necessarily perform too badly because they had the majority possession and also the amount of shots fell into their favour as well. But I feel like in terms of substitutions, Duncan Watmore was on the bench. He's a he's a big name to bring on. He's a decent player in the Championship to bring on for that last 20, 25, 30 minutes. And he did come on. But to come on for Zian Fleming, who is a out-and-out biggest goal threat, I did find a little bit bizarre, especially when Norton Cuffey was on that right-hand side and he hadn't really gotten to the game. And he did end up playing the full night, I believe, and he just didn't adapt whatsoever. So it's a case of what could have been there. But with Cardiff, it's usually a case when if Car- if Callum Robinson isn't on his A game, they might have the potential to shy away. But I don't think it was the case in this game. Also, Dimitris Gutas at the back played pretty well alongside his winning goal, putting a stellar performance from diminishing the Millwall wall attacking threat to also being fairly instrumental in playing out from the back.
1: Yeah. And and I like him as a tense back. I think he's pretty good, pretty solid. Got the guy we needed. Um and yeah, I think Cardiff Cardiff can, can dream a little bit. Um because I think it's so tight um between fifth and yeah, between fifth and sort of eleventh, twelfth, it's quite tight, isn't it? But only about four points separated. Um between like yeah, like I because obviously there's a little bit of gap between between fourth and fifth. And then from there it's pretty tight. So I think I think if Cardiff can get a good run in, I think they could be able to a good run, good Christmas period. I think they'll be uh well right on their way to maybe securing a playoff spot this year.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean the entire season we've been keeping Cardiff with praise. They're, they're a lot higher than certainly I thought would have been this season especially with the long-term injury yeah. aaron ramsey i thought that might have been just completely detrimental to a season but they seem to have adapted without him but we're how also talking about for? a Coventry side sorry we're all talking about Coventry side that uh yeah had a poor season but they're only five points behind it just shows how yeah. congested that middle of the table is in the championship
1: yeah how long is Aaron ramsey out for
2: a you few know. more months, I believe. I can quickly yeah. get on it now.
1: Well yeah, Wolzie you... yeah. uh, checks it out. I'll give you a a quick overview of what Cardiff have in the next couple of weeks, uh, going up to Christmas and through that. So they have got home game against Birmingham which you presume they they should win. Um, Saturday, then then go away to uh, your your whole city, uh, Lewis. So uh, be be interesting game to watch there. Um, and then going up to Christmas on the 23rd, they will go up and play. If I just double check, away to Sheffield Wednesday, which you presume they should win that,
2: yeah. And certainly, then other... I just I've just spotted, yeah. and he's targeting a return in January, so a month's time, so Not four or bad. five more games to go yeah. without him, but.
1: Not They're too not, bad
2: in the yeah. grand scheme of things.
1: And then Boxing Day, they are at home to Plymouth, so keep themselves going. Uh, a, here. A, a fairly, a yeah.
2: yeah, a, fa- a fairly, a fa- a fairly, decent running of games for them. As for Millwall, are they in a situation where they need to you know, get into a bit of a, a bit of a worry? You're in nineteenth place. The level and points for Huddersfield. We talk about QPR being yeah. absolutely diabolical so far this season, except for the last three or four games. They're only two points ahead of our QPR side.
1: Yeah, I think Millwall are struggling. Um, I know they got a new manager in, he hasn't been frying as much as Millwall fans on, 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 the, on the board have hoped. Um, they've got to, I think, grind out a couple of points. Uh, they're, they're running into Christmas is away to Leicester, which you, on Wednesday night, which I don't see them getting anything out of that game. Um, and then they're at home to Huddersfield, which looks to be an interesting game just up to Christmas. you think relegation six-pointer. Um, and then on the 23rd, they will then go up to, if I just double-check, they go to Stoke. Which you might be, they might have the manager by then. You'll be able to see that. That'd be a good game, good chance to get a point or three there. And then Boxing Day, they are uh, home to QPR. Which so a few a few games there in a London derby on Boxing Day. So yeah, there's, there's a couple of games there which which are relegation six pointers. Which they could, yeah, they, yeah. they win those, they can get themselves back up the table. But they lose a couple of those games, they're in real danger. So, a crucial few weeks for, for Millwall.
2: Yeah, a crucial few weeks. Of course, you mentioned in that game against QPR, who are two points behind. A QPR side which came out as two nil victors against Hull City. Marty Sifuentes continues to shine, and that Elias Chair and Chris Willick duo was causing chaos. The entire game i felt like they both yeah. came into ruin in the last few games willick's goal in particular was a clear sign of just how much quality he holds and it's bizarre how out of favor he was under gareth ainsworth but of course has since came on leaps and bounds scoring in his last three games but the thing with qpr is i've, I've heard a lot of chat about sif Wentes is doing a brilliant job and he is don't get us wrong I don't believe it's in terms of leading a poor quality side. I feel like it was just there's just so many cracks in the dressing room. I yeah. just and, and the morale was just absolutely dead They've got yeah. some good quality in that side. The likes of Chris Willick, Elias Chair, who I mentioned, Lyndon Dykes as well. I feel like there is a good amount of quality. Certainly, at least mid-table championship quality in this side. I'm not sure if you agree with
1: that. Yeah, I. I... I'm gonna be with you guys. I I have a sort of I don't know, like, I quite like QPR. I think I think they've got a great squad. Uh, mainly just, I like QPR because they're players. I think I think they've got a really good amount of quality in their team. Um I think Lillian Dykes is a is a brilliant player for for QPR and, and for Scotland as well. They've got they've got internationals in that team that that are they could play in the Premier League. I think Elias Chair, I think, could easily with his quality, we're playing for, for a side in, in the, in the sort of lower reaches of the Premier League, your Burnleys, your Lutons, your, your, your palaces even maybe. I, I, I rate i ice chair I'm a bit biased considering he spent six months at Stevenage and nearly dragged <laughs> us from, from 16th to the playoffs. Um, and a man, brilliant guy as well. Um, but like, I mean, he's quality and, and, and Willick as well. And, I think I think they shouldn't be where they are. They shouldn't have been where they were last year either. Like, just, like so it, it, like, ju- it just shows indeed. just the,
2: the incumbencies, unfortunately, of Gareth Ainsworth. Of course, he, yeah. he was unbelievable. Well, like, him, it
1: wasn't just him. no, it was, true, it was, it was no. Just,
2: you can't you was, can't just play all, all, Yeah, it was
1: Bill as well, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, but it well, yeah, yeah. Well, he was at the start of the season. Yeah, so,
1: he's brilliant. Yeah, but then he was held off a little bit. 'Cause he, he he lost he didn't get that wolves job, didn't he? So, so he thought, because because he was doing yeah, so yeah, well. And then and then it tailed off a bit. So he was like and that Ranger's job came running. Was like oh, I'll take that before this this jumping jump ship. Well this basically mm-hmm. he jumped ship while it was sinking. And Keep only went down last year. And and this year looked the same if if did I think go and and the, yeah, under the new manager Cifuentes, I've probably butchered that sorry, mate. Um they've just had a new Easter life. Like I said, it's the same squad. It's the same sort of team. It's just like, I mean, there's just a sort of team togetherness now and they should be safe. They should be fine this season. Again, I think it's sort of building blocks because that, that quality of a side, then keep themselves together next year. And unless they cash in on on the chair or Willock or Dykes chance at playoffs next year, you never know.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's 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 one them in the yeah. long term potentially, but of course we do need to secure survival. Yeah. In this, in in this season, but one yeah. side which is up there and around the playoffs is Hull City. But judging off the performance away at QPR, we shouldn't be anywhere near it. So that's two losses on the bounce, and it gets even worse with the injury of Jaden Philogene as well, who undoubtedly it's Hull's biggest goal output but even with him on the pitch for the first half or however long he was on for we just never got going at all it was very one-dimensional and just barely any chances were created against all due respect to QPR aside that Hull should be beaten if you look on paper and the, the the sheer quality on paper as well And the goals conceded for Rosinha's side, it doesn't really make fine viewing at all, especially for the goalkeeper, Ryan Olsloff. I feel like the manager's really ingrained this pass-around-the-back philosophy, which nine times out of ten, it does work. But also, he doesn't know when to go into panic mode and just boot it up the field. It comes to him, and he's like, there's a player coming right in, and he's like, I have to pass it. I've been told to pass it every time. I've been told to pass short. But there's been yeah. a good few times. Him and Jean-Michel Serry as well. who's absolutely phenomenal. Easy for me to say. Phenomenal yeah. player. Especially when it comes to passing. But he is one of them players that does get caught a second too late out of it. And gives up the ball. And it's always in a detrimental position as well. It's always right in front of the goal. And of yeah. course, Ryan also He's the last man back. So it's absolutely vital that it yeah. isn't the case.
1: Uh, like I like to say got brilliant quality. Like they've got very, very. Lewis will probably know that they've you've got great quality in your side. Tyler Morton is brilliant on the ball when he's shown that he's got into Liverpool's first team at times, and he's unlucky not to be a first team regular. Really, I, I like him very much. Um, and then you've got Liam Delap, which which he will need time to settle in. And I think he, but the problem is with Philogene out, he's going to be the main output for goals now, which he's not been recently. Like he's,
2: I think I feel uh, like it, 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 it. It's one of them things where he may not have the, the on paper the stats to show he's a top yeah. striker, but if you go in depth, the things he's showing this season, it's completely different to them. What you'd say, failed loan spells at Stoke, failed loan spell yeah. at Preston as well. I feel like he's been absolutely brilliant. Not, it wasn't anything I expected. I expected a a bit of a, a gangly boat up top and. Genuinely, he's one of the quickest players I've ever seen in a whole City shirt. I know yeah. that sounds bizarre. Talk about Liam Delap but the bloke is absolutely rapid. I just you, I can't believe it.
1: Do you think he might work more better as a as a second striker or someone with him? So,
2: um, do you like
1: you said, I don't. You said I don't think he. If you're saying that you've admitted, it well not admitted, but you're saying he's not scoring. He's not really a striker that scores as much. Maybe you have it maybe a bit more of a. Or sort of second striker maybe would work a little bit better if you bring maybe someone else in i,
2: th- I think it's a case of liam Delap is, is is not being the second striker but he's been a bit more versatile in that front line yeah. anyways like we're seeing him making runs down that right hand side he comes in deep to collect the ball he's all over the shop and he's not just in that target man position they would do utilize them strengths that he does have, such as his pace yeah. and Dare I say it as skill as well. It's absolutely incredible. But in terms of a second striker, we'd need a main striker in that case. And do we turn to Aaron Connolly for that? No, no, we don't. You never I don't to. feel like we have. You never do. He's but we, No, no, definitely not. Uh, he's, he, 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 he's he's done well to get back into the side. He's yeah. a backup striker for us. He comes off the bench. Is he, is he, still, playing, is
1: he still playing for the Park of Ireland?
2: I don't know if he's the he, last he, side, but couple, North, this season he has is, been is he called
1: Northern up. Northern Irish, he Irish?
2: He's Irish. Yeah, he, he has been called up a couple of times this season as well. I don't know if he was. Um, I think he started one of the games. He's not been out and out starting every game because, of course, some random lad called Evan Ferguson plays some or whatever. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was only checking that because if he's rubbish and he's back up striker and he's getting a Northern Irish team, I'm fuming. I, sorry, yeah, yeah, I know that, I know it's supposed to be the championship podcast, but you never know, it might be there next year. Um, but like it's just because the amount of like backup League One strikers they're getting to Northern Irish team, or Jamie Reed scored 18 goals in League One and he's not even getting ends ridiculous. Oh right. Um but but yeah, uh I feel yeah, I feel like whole have got the credentials. I think the team's very strong. Um yeah, it's just a case of having a backup option, having an option B. Because you have that passed yeah. out the back option, but you don't have that option to, you know, I'll say it Steve Evans' ball of, of hoofing out the pitch, having a target man, having someone like Steven have a, t- a plan B. We, 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 yeah, we're, I know I talk about Steven a lot on this podcast, but a lot of it's a lot like we have an option, we have a plan B. Like, we, yes, people know us for our balls up the pitch, holding the ball up, but we can play around the back, we can sort of use passing. We showed that against Derby County. So, that's what Hull needs. They need a plan B, and 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 they're not going to get in the playoffs or the Premier League and get into the Premier League if you don't have that plan B.
2: Yeah, and of course, and the the reason the the philosophy works so well is because we're passing it around the back. Then we're take it wide. Jane Philogene's there. He's not suddenly getting involved in all the short passing. He just runs at the fullback, and nine times out of ten, he takes him on, and nine times out of ten, he takes it past him. It's just incredible. But with yeah. Like said so Jason Laquillo on the other wing, he just doesn't have that same quality when it comes to taking on players. He doesn't have that he doesn't have that composure, he doesn't have the belief he can do it as well. So we do need a plan B now as a result of Jaden Philogene being injured for what could be somewhat long term.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent. And and it's a tough test, really. You've got you've got Middlesbrough in the week on Wednesday night, which yeah, considering that for four the moment, that'd be tough. And mm-hmm. uh, then you're home to Cardiff, which yeah, we we just talked about, will be will be a bit of a tough, tight game. Uh, going up to Christmas, again, yeah, you play a Friday night against the Bristol City side under Liam Manning. Um, and then, and then you, you your Boxing Day, you're you're playing, and you'll be at home to is it home? Yeah, you'll be at is home, to home Sunderland. Yeah, which is a tough one. Uh, you going to any of these games?
2: Well. It's it, it's a it's a bit of a weird one. I, I won't go on about it too long because we'll be here no, for no, hours. No. But you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not from Hull. I'm actually from Newcastle, but I live in Sheffield because I go to Union Sheffield. And it's a case of the home games on a Saturday, I can go over on the Northern Rail if it's running. I can go over to a game on a Saturday, but when me go back uh, to Newcastle for Christmas, it's a bit grim. To get yeah. the train down to Hull, yeah. the whole the train, its a—it's a change. at Leeds, and then it's the the most Tim the Northern train going over. And it's, oh. You just—it's it, just it's not worth it. I'll be honest. You
1: just wish Boxing Day's away to Sunderland. Like, yes,
2: a, a, week, a week to Sunderland would have been absolutely brilliant. And it's also a case of Middlesbrough away is also falling whilst I'm still in Sheffield, so I can't go to that game. Oh. Whereas every every year I'd be I'd be in there at the Riverside. So I have the best of records there, but
1: yeah, but you should get oh, to go, I can't do about that. yeah. Oh yeah, I've um, got
2: I've got plenty of memories there. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Yeah, certainly. Uh we'll be going on to the game at the John Smith Stadium now. Uh Huddersfield getting a decent draw, I think you'd agree, against uh midland and Bristol City side. It was a game which saw majority chances fall the away side, only for them to be equaled out by a brilliant performance in between the sticks for Chris Maxwell for Huddersfield. Yeah. He's often utilised as a backup goalie for Darren Moore's side who, since he came in, has helped the Terriers to four straight games unbeaten, which is absolutely incredible. And even his distribution at some point this game as he dispatched Daniel Ward down the right-hand side to set up a fairly golden opportunity for him. And it was the Terriers who actually went ahead after a breakaway goal that was started with some electric pace from David Kasamu who set up Bergzorg to slot away. But in the latter half, it was Tommy Conway who pulled the scores back level after it was squared to him by Andy Weiman. and That was the fourth goal of the 21-year-old season after coming back from an enduring hamstring injury. I feel like it's definitely a point gained for Darren Moore's side, who, despite going one-up, were suffering from the sheer lack of squad depth. You look at yeah. names such as Edmunds Green, Brahima Diari, for example, on the bench, and but just not gonna change the tide of a championship game.
1: Yeah, um, with Huddersfield, it's a weird one because they don't get like their their record in the in in the uh, in the division, according to losses, isn't that bad? Like they've lost it's seven, a lot of
2: draws, though. So.
1: It's just a lot of draws because they're failing to score, and yeah, I mean, like yeah, they've they've. <sighs> Yeah, they've scored. They've scored nineteen. They continue thirty-two. So, yeah, I think it's yeah, a case for them. It's just it's not scoring as much as they can, and they're a good side, Huddersfield, and I think they have made a great appointment after Warnock with, with with Moore, and I just feel they can he can keep themselves them up, and I feel like they can go again. Um, you see, Huddersfield always those sides in the championship; they never get relegated. They might get promoted I mean, they're just, once, they're just once in around
2: there, aren't they? yeah.
1: They always get promoted once in a blue moon, like they did a couple of years ago, and yeah, they're just that team that always is there like, every year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah they, they're a side, they're, they're a side, they're, they're a mental piece of the championship, and, and they'll probably still be here for another ten years.
2: Yeah, certainly. But it's been also look at the away side; it's been by no means a desirable start to life in Bristol for. Liam Manning, who is winless in his last three, and with seven sides in the bottom half picking up points on the weekend. They only sit seven points off the relegation spots. And although they do, they are closer to the playoffs, I feel like their recent form suggests that they probably should be looking over the shoulders and ahead.
1: It was a mistake, I think. You, for Manning for Manning to leave. Yeah. Because After,
2: yeah, because I mean yeah. Oxford he was in such a yeah. good
1: I I, at yeah. the I, 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 come from obviously the League One, and, and <sighs> Oxford have done, Oxford are really poor at the moment, right? They brought in Buckingham, who doesn't have that experience in League One, and it shows. They've not played well at all. Yes, they've had a couple of tough games, but they've not. Like, Manning was came to us in September, right? And they played us off the park. It's not a show like that at Championship level. I know it's not his team, but still.
2: It's it's, it's it's different, yeah. Different Manning It is a it is a bit of a bizarre one. Of course, there is that increase in quality from League One to Championship, but yeah, it just seems to have struggled to adapt. Yeah. But one it's side, more, not oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry, I was ahead. just saying,
1: it's more the Manning from MK Dons that from that team that got sat from, and then obviously MK Dons get relegated. Then it was Oxford or the MK Dons from the season before. That's the mm. reason why. I think the reason why he jumped ship now, I have said this before, the reason why he jumped ship now is because he was worried, but what happened to MK Dons happened now? And if he didn't go well, and then they got sacked from Oxford, then he has to build himself up from the two again. Or League One again. So I think that, that was the that was the agenda. I think the reason why he left. But it was a mistake. I, I, I stand by it now. And if he doesn't put his, put his stuff together soon, you might find yourself out of a job in a couple of months if Bristol continue losing.
2: Yeah, he certainly has struggled to adapt to life in the Championship. But one team that certainly hasn't done that, Leicester City running rampant against Plymouth. And Plymouth away from home, It just, it's just that tale again. They just can't seem to do it on the
1: road, can they? No. Um, yeah, but... Leicester are just Leicester are just too good in this league. Um yeah, four uh, 0 a, a double from uh double from Mavidi uh and uh including a penalty, uh Daka goal and uh DD with, with another four nil. Um Dakar scored barely played to be honest. Um he's actually he's actually more he's actually had more games for Zambi than he has for, for Leicester this year. Um but yeah,
2: the, fact, I, the fact that he's a, a third-choice striker in the Championship it just tells you all you need to know about this Leicester side, doesn't it? He, yeah. he had one minute of game time prior to this game, and he's got went out there and got a goal and assist. Just he could incredible. play in the
1: Premier League still. He could probably stop Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and mean, third-choice for a Championship tie. Yeah, um again, I have a little bit of a soft spot for Plymouth. I have family down there. I go often. Not to the game. I try to get down as much as I can, but so, I have a little bit of soft spot for Plymouth. But yeah, they're a great side. They just can't seem to get anything away. Um, at home, they're so different, aren't they? Um, but yeah, I mean, away they can't seem to get anything out of games. Harsh about this weekend, obviously, because they're playing Plymouth, but uh, they're playing sorry, Leicester City. But yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about Ipswich. Obviously, the same sort of boat with Leicester. But at this rate, are they can going to play by February, March, maybe? Like,
2: yeah, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I think I, I like
1: it's yeah. it a case of Ipswich
2: and Leicester are the top two point scorers after twenty games yeah. in the Championship history. Yeah, I, think I read that somewhere. Yeah,
1: it's every just other season, astonishing. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, it's just absolutely astonishing.
1: Obviously, it, uh, people expect I expect it from Leicester because Leicester, it's like that team, shouldn't have gone down two years ago. No. They were in the Conference League semi-finals, and now they're playing the Championship.
2: And it's not exactly a different team as well, it's very much a similar side to what they were yeah. putting out in them um, European semi finals. It's just just crazy that the you know yeah. in the second tier,
1: just how poor the season they had last year. Um, yeah, for, Ply- yeah. for Plymouth yeah, for this the... year, it's got to be uh, say for Plymouth, they've got priorities, their home games, I think. They've got QPR on Wednesday night, which yeah be a tough game because in QPR's form. Uh then they're at home to Rotherham, which they need to win, really. Um Saturday, they're then at home again to Birmingham, which again is a game they should win. Uh so they've got two home games in the next couple of weeks, which they should win, to be honest. And then they'll wait to Cardiff, which will be tough. Uh, and then Friday night they're uh to end uh the calendar year to end twenty twenty three, they'll wait to Southampton. Which obviously would be another tough game. But yeah, I think they've got to maximize their home games this year. Oh, this season. Yes. To, uh, to, to, to keep themselves up this year. But yeah. Good good yeah, year so far for them. Yeah. Just need to get more points on the road.
2: Yeah, the travels resembling certain scenes off planes, trains, and automobiles just doesn't seem to go well when out on the road. 19 conceded in them 10 games, which. And also seven scored yeah. in those ten as well. When they've got players such as Morgan Waker and Finazars, who are so prolific and so I mean, they show so much quality at home, it's just night and day in comparison yeah. to when they're on the travels. It's just ridiculous. But another side who are, as we said before, uh breaking all sorts of records this season. Ipswich just came up from League One. It's just absolutely fascinating what they're doing so far this season. And even in this game, Conor Chaplin lit up the Riversides in fine style, getting them a 2-0 win. And he was instrumental in Ipswich's opening goal, running forward in that Metzala position. I don't know if that's a, a phrase you could only use in football manager or in real life. I'm yeah. using it in real life. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I
1: yeah think, I think, I think a couple of uh, 50-year-old, uh, I think everyone, anyone over the age of 35 is probably... Uh, screaming at you saying, that's a that's a that's, that's a football, that's that's not a real position. That's never good. My dad would be like that.
2: Yeah, wait till I get right. off to Sam Morsi in the Secundo volante, but starting <laughs> off
1: yeah, with, start, starting off
2: with uh, Chaplin, he dispatched Welshman Wesburns on that right-hand side, who found Chaplin, after it bubbled off Johnny Housen. He was fairly fortunate for the nick his shot took, to send it past former QPR man, senny Dieng, but take nothing from him for being so necessary in that transition of play leading to the goal, as we've been seeing all season long. And his ball through to Omari Hutchinson to set up the second goal of the game was nothing short of exquisite. I believe it's, I think that's now a second loss for Michael Carrick in a row. But of course, we mentioned before, they've got a crucial game at home to Hull waiting on Wednesday evening, yeah. I believe. Who, of course, as we said, yeah. haven't been on the best form either.
1: It, it's three and four losses for 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 Middlesbrough. After a terrible start, that they, they, they had a bit of a resurgence. They've obviously got a uh, Caraba Cup quarter final in a couple of weeks uh, against Port Vale, I believe. Um, so a chance to maybe make a semi final cup appearance, which would be great for Michael Carrick. Um, but yeah, they need to improve their league form. Um, I said, obviously, earlier about they had a bit of a resurgence. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like Michael Craig. I think he did a really good job last year at Middlesbrough and they were harsh not to, not to go through into the playoffs uh, further than they did. Um, but if they, if they can try and get themselves up again, I think this year, again, it's a it's a sort of solidation period. They're probably not going to get playoffs this year. So, solidate. Try your best, obviously, to, to keep yourself up and then... All uh, keep yourself up, make sure you keep yourself up obviously, keep your table go on a bit of a cup run in the FA Cup as well as this maybe have a chance of going to Wembley in, in the in the League Cup, there's a brilliant chance there to, to bring a bit of success for the fans and yeah, and then I think next year signs sign some great players because I think they're running out and there's a couple of that to sell and things like that so yeah, see, see how they do
2: yeah, of course. This was a a game which involved two of the best young upcoming British managers in the game, Kieran McKenna and Michael Carrick. Let alone the exquisite dress sense. I feel like we need to call this one the uh, I don't know. Just the Gucci. It's just absolutely the Gucci garments. There we go. We love to derby. see it. Uh, the turtleneck derby. Yeah. I think we'll call it yeah. that.
1: Pep Guardiola yeah. lights derby.
2: There we go. we love to see it. But just to have yeah. these two upcoming managers in the Championship who I feel like they're undoubtedly going to be in the Premier League within the next three or four years, either yeah. with their respective teams or get headhunted from one of those <sighs> in the top 20.
1: I have a feeling McKenna's the next Manchester United manager. When, when mm. Ten Hag goes, I have a I feel obviously he's been in the club before, Uh he was, a, I think, assistant manager, and he's been a camera manager. And he's done so well there. I would love them to take... I, I, I don't really like Man United, but I would love them to take a punt on on, on and on him. Ashvan McKenna's like brilliant manager. Like, to, to go in when he did, to, to get them up, and then to, to, you know, be second in the league in the championship. They've taken, like, a duck to water, and they're going to go up this year, I think. And... and it's just many it, it's it, good. Of course, yeah.
2: Of course, Kevin mckenna has got them ties with Man United before, but
1: not really if it. Switch,
2: well, What he's doing there is revolutionary. Would he leave for yeah. what is such a hostile environment in, yeah. in Manchester United?
1: Depends where they are. Of course,
2: it's one of the biggest clubs in the world. But
1: yeah, well, it depends where they are. I think if 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 it switches the point where they're in the Premier League, I think he doesn't go. I think if then if, if 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 Ten Hag leaves in the next six months, I don't think he goes. I think the only one... I would love him to be there, right? I think it happens in... I think Ten Hag stays another two years and I think McKenna will, will make it switch into a very good mid-table Premier League club and that'll be when United go knock him.
2: Yeah, certainly he will be on the eyes of all the Premier League teams with vacancies, although I, I don't think he'll be listening to most of them except for... Probably Man United after he is doing so barnstormingly well with that Twitch side. But moving on to Watford against Southampton. And yeah. it's a Watford side that got a very good point after a Reese Healy late goal coming on in the 94th minute and scoring the 96th against Southampton. Just absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, Sunland. Oh, Sunland. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just very tired. Um, <laughs> Southampton, uh yeah, they, they had a good they had a good, really good start. Um good start to, to, to the heart to the second half after a bit of a bit of a boring first half. Um a bit cagey. Uh but yeah. Goal from Che Adams, uh Scottish International Che Adams, brilliant goal from him. Looked like North Southampton were gonna get three points to, to, to solidate their their playoff hopes, but uh yeah, uh Watford got themselves an equaliser very late on by Healy, um, for, from from sort of a rebound off a header. So yeah, um, Watford keep themselves in and around the play in and around the sort of cluster of teams pushing for playoffs. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think uh, Watford are going to get playoffs again this year. I think they're a bit of a bit of a side that I think will be in the championship for a while now.
2: Yeah, but looking at that Reese Healy goal, yeah. it was one of them where a few weeks ago, I was called on the the manager to bring him in. He's shown that goal scoring pedigree for Toulouse in League yeah. Two about a couple of years ago, but of course got that horrible injury that had him sidelined for about ten or eleven months, I believe it was. But of course the quality's still there. He's not been given a chance up until now. He gets called upon, and the two minutes he's on the pitch, he gets himself in the right position and. Bag's a crucial equaliser against what is now a, a, a playoff rival. I feel like it's safe to say this Watford side, they've they've got off to an awful start, but yeah. ever since they've came on leaps and bounds. They've they've I think they're the unbeaten in the last four or, or four or so games. It's they're doing really well at the minute, and I feel like they are genuine contenders for making the playoffs as of now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: yeah, certainly. Uh, moving on to Blackburn against Leeds where, unsurprisingly, Leeds came away with a comfortable victory against Blackburn, courtesy of goals from fleety Wingers, Dan James and Somerville. It's a game that consolidates their players in the playoffs and it seems like that unchanged front four for Leeds, everything the to touch just turns to gold and yeah. they've got they do have the squad depth to cope, but I feel like there's ever-growing chance that Somerville could move on in the January transfer window. It's a bit of a double-edged sword for Leeds. Of course, the fans want him to play well, and that results in scores on the board. But it only heightens the interest from the Premier League and the Europe. But I feel like they're in a position now where they probably are able to cope with the loss of him if he did go for... If, if I think if a thirty million bid came in, I feel like that would be fair enough. Yeah. But anything short of that, I don't think they're in massive need of the money, yeah. so I don't think they'd like, get rich. I I that.
1: think I think we'll see a side either in the German or Spanish leagues, or 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 a club like um, Brentford going for him. I think we'll see someone like that. Um, I think, yeah, Leeds are a good side, and. Again, they're very attacking minded, which works in the Championship. It doesn't really work in the Premier League with their side. Um, so I think they'll do well this year. I think, I, I in my opinion, I think they're in the playoffs. I think they'll they'll, they'll be in the playoffs, and I think they'll win them. However, yeah, as
2: for oh god,
1: yeah, sorry, I said. However, Leeds are no for choking or not, so we don't know if that happens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, only time will tell that one. But of course, they do have a fairly solid spot third place in the championship as of now but looking at Blackburn I feel like it's just a case of if Sammy Smoddix doesn't score, of course he's been in absolutely prolific form so far this season, if he doesn't score then chances are Blackburn aren't going to come away from the game with anything, they need to find another dimension about them as the game at the minute is just based on relying on Sammy Smoddix to score, despite his simply in form, he can't push mountains, those around him I feel need to do more.
1: Again, it's a case of having a plan B.
2: Yeah, you can't expect you
1: can't expect one person to do everything for you. You have to have a plan B, and it's not working for Blackburn. And it looks like it's probably going to be like I said, they're only two points away from playoffs. They're so not too far away. It's just it's just a case, really, of 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 it's probably not going to happen this year
2: you yeah, just need that consistency at that point and if you are relying on one player the same with whole the Jaden philogene syndrome will call it yeah. call it it's just a case if you're relying on that one player and all of a sudden yeah. that player doesn't play to the best of his abilities in the odd game or gets injured yeah in the case of hull then what what do you do from there yeah. it's just it well, all goes out the window at that point think, you don't know what I you're think- doing
1: I think the loss of Ben Burrett and diaz has had a bit of an effect on them too. I think Sami Swanax has come in and done a very good job to replace him, but he's not Ben Burton diaz He's not the quality of him. And Yeah, I, Blackpool need a couple of years to, to recover, I think. I think last year was probably the year that, if they were going to go up, I think last year was probably the year. But again, it was consistency for them. Well, yeah, it was the case of the put. Of, Yeah. Sorry, it was just the case of them turning those losses into draws, because didn't they not draw a game until, like, March or February last year, didn't they? Sorry. Yeah,
2: it, it was weird. It was just, like, yeah, I, I feel like I've got a be memory of that. And then, like and then, there, was, and then there was
1: a case where they drew their lot there. It's, like, six games or something stupid. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I,
1: yeah.
2: Of course, we our, our season, they put all their eggs in one basket as well. Ben Burton-Diaz was kept on for a further season and rejected decent amount, amount of bids. To yeah. keep him on, which they, they were very aware that he'd leave the following summer.
1: I, I, thought, yeah, I thought they were gonna, they were hoping to go up so then they can maybe entice him to stay. Um, obviously, didn't happen. Uh, so yeah, they let him go on a free to to Villarreal when they probably could have earned at least 20 million from him, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't a great business decision, I don't think. And yeah, um. I think that will cost them.
2: Yeah, certainly. Well, that is all we've got for this week's Look Sports Media Championship podcast. Make sure to check us out on all socials as well as the League One run. I'm sure you'll be on that next week, Owen.
1: Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, there's there's been a lot lot, lot talking about in League One at the moment. Obviously, coming up to the Christmas period, my 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 mighty Barra are doing well though. In third in League One, who would have thought that? Come. July, come we went up last year from League 2 so yeah hopefully it's been good the guys on League 1 tonight and uh, done a good job and then uh, yeah and then hopefully back on next week and then yeah, uh, yeah
2: yeah certainly and of course we've got the League 2 and National League podcasts make sure you follow them all make sure to listen to them all give us a 5 star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts YouTube whatever you do on there subscribe do the whole lot I we'll love you forever. But for now, we'll see you next week.
1: Bye, Rob.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game
2: without blowing your budget?